Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. The books of the Bible. As we go through the books of the Bible, we're in Leviticus chapter 4. We use the King James Version. Please follow along with the King James Version because the other versions are different, and you might be confused by using a different version. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus as we go through the books of the Bible. Leviticus chapter 4. Now, in this chapter, we're going to find out about sin and different types of of sin. Let's take a look. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done, and shall do against any of them. Okay, so let's look at this verse, all right? Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a soul, okay, you see that? So, what sins? A soul sins. Your spirit doesn't sin. Your flesh doesn't sin. The soul. We have a soul. We have a spirit, and we are in flesh. So, there's three parts of us. But, the part that actually makes the decision and chooses to sin is the soul. So if you sin, your sin is upon your soul. Okay? So that's very important to understand. So if a soul shall sin through ignorance. So this means that if a soul uh, sins, and they didn't realize that they were sinning, that what they did was a sin. Let's see what God says about that. So you get it? So I hear a lot of Christians saying, uh, I didn't know it was a sin, or I didn't know that was wrong, or whatever. Or I didn't think about it before I did it, which is another one, you know. Okay, let's find out. God covers that. Okay, so for Israel, they had to, if they committed a sin, even through ignorance, they had to take care of that sin. Okay, God doesn't want you to have a sin on your soul. So for Israel, they had to do it through a flesh person. Verse 3. If the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring for his sin 
which he has sinned, a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for sin offering. So, first of all, you've got the priest, and he has to be an anointed priest, meaning from, the, from Aaron's descendants, a particular uh, group of people. Well, I've got to let you know that as I was reading uh, Leviticus 4, I try to do this, you know, live and without study, too much study, and or any study, actually. I just read the Bible. And as the Holy Spirit speaks to me, I, you know, speak to you. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because I had to stop the study as I was doing it, because the Holy Spirit was telling me that what I was reading was, there was something wrong with it. What I was saying was right, <laughs> but, but it, it, it didn't jive with what I was reading, because you see, the Holy Spirit was speaking through me, and I was speaking right, but my eyes were seeing what, the, you know, what I was reading we're about to read there in verse 3, and it wasn't jiving, it wasn't going along with what I was just saying that the Holy Spirit was saying. So there was a problem. And so I had to stop the recording, which you'll notice. I had to stop the recording, and I had to go into, because I have a um, interlinea, which is really good if you don't have one, Anyway, and I had to go into it, and I had to see what it actually said in the Hebrew, because <laughs> there was a problem. And, uh, and so this is a great example of, number one, the Holy Spirit speaking through us, and the Holy Spirit's telling us truth, and speaking through us truth, but as we're reading the Bible, there's error, and we can see that, all right? So um, that's number one. And number two, that there is error in the Bible, okay? The, the Bible is not perfect, especially the English version of the Bible is not perfect. And we're reading the English version. There's error in it. And so don't let anybody tell you that there's no error in this Bible because there is. So... Let me explain to you just a little bit of what went on, and then I'll continue the study. All right? So we were in Chapter 3, and I was saying, in, in, I mean, in, uh, we were in Chapter 4, and we were in Verse 2, and we would ta it talks about, if a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done and shall do against any of them, meaning if someone sins and they don't know they're sinning, okay, that's what we were talking about. That was the, the topic here, the subject. And then we went into verse 3, and I was explaining as we were going through, if the priest that is anointed to do, anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring for his sin. So, you see, 
You see what I mean? There's a, and then I was saying, okay, so there's certain people that are priests, and the person that sinned has to come to the priest that is anointed, a specific priest. But you see, if that sin, if that priest has sinned, then he has a problem also, you see. But there's a disconnect in the English. That all of that is true. But the English goes on and it and it disconnects from what is actually being said. So God is putting this together. All right. In the Hebrew it says different it's talking about something a little bit different. Number one, it's talking about a soul that sins in ignorance. And number two, it's talking about a priest that sins in ignorance. All right? So that's what actually is is the topic here and the subject. So in verse 3, in the English it says, if the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, that isn't what it says in the Hebrew. What it says in the Hebrew is, if the priest that is anointed do sin resulting in the people sinning, (laughs) see what I mean? Okay, so if the priest commits a sin through ignorance, which is a big difference, now you understand, God is talking about if a soul sins and if a priest sins in ignorance. And this is flesh again. And how does Israel get their sins taken care of if it's done in ignorance, okay? So now you understand. So it's both. It's the priests sinning in ignorance and the people and causing the people to sin in ignorance, all right? So this is what you do. Let's continue in verse 3. Then let him bring for his sin, okay, the priest's sin, and the person that sinned, this is talking about both now. So you've got to understand, now it's combined, all right? So if a person sins uh, because the, the, sin, the priest has taught them something in ignorance, a sin, and they did that sin, and they, they committed that sin, okay? That's what's going on here. So let him bring for his sin, which he has sinned, a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. So if you've sinned in ignorance, you need to bring a young bullock for sin offering. And he shall bring the bullock unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord and shall lay his hand upon the bullock's head and kill the bullock before the Lord. So these are just, you know, flesh rituals that they had to do. And we don't have to do this because of Jesus. He died one time for our sins. So we can get covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. We don't have to do these rituals. Thank God he did away with the offerings and the sin and the killing of animals and stuff. But this is what they had to do. Let's go through it. And the priest that is anointed shall take of the bullock's blood and bring it to the tabernacle of the congregation. 
And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle of the blood seven times before the Lord, before the veil of the sanctuary. You see all the things they had to do, kill the animal, take the blood, sprinkle the blood, dip your finger in the blood, put the blood this place, put the blood that place. And of course, why? Why did God do all that? Why did he have them do all this? Because it's called testing them. I give you rules, you've got to follow these rules. And if you follow these rules, then the result will be what I say it will be. And in this case, the sin offering will remove the sin. Okay? And seven, and the priest shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar of sweet incense before the Lord, which is in the tabernacle of the congregation, and pour all the blood of the bullock at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall take off from it all the fat of the bullock for the sin offering, and the fat that covereth the inwards, and all the fat that is upon the inwards. So there's different ways, different things that they have to do. They had to do all this different stuff, and you had to do exactly as God said here for your sin to be removed. It's covered under the blood of this animal. Do you understand? But if you didn't do it the right way, if you didn't take the fat or you did this with the fat or you didn't sprinkle the blood or you didn't, you see, then it wouldn't work, okay? You see, because God decides how sin is removed and how it's not. He's the one that removes it. Okay, how he he's the one that covers it and decides, okay, this is fine, this is fine. It's all done according to what he has said. So they had to follow all of this stuff. And if they didn't do it right, then guess what? Their sin offering wouldn't be any good. And the two kidneys and the fat that is upon them, which is by the flanks, and the call above the liver with the kidneys, it shall he take away. So you got to take certain pots of the animal. God only wanted certain pots. There was a lot involved in getting rid of your sin, okay? And this is sin and ignorance, okay? So you've got to understand, you had to do all this stuff. Thank God we have Jesus Christ. He became our lamb sacrifice. And we don't have to do any of this. Verse 11. I'm sorry, verse 10. And it was as it was taken off from the bullock of the sacrifice of peace offering, and the peace and the priest shall burn them upon the altar of the burnt offering. And the skin of the bullock and all his flesh with his head and with his legs and his inwards and his dung. That's everything of the animal. Even the whole bullock shall he carry forth without the camp unto a clean place where the ashes are poured out and burn him on wood with fire where the ashes are poured out shall he be burnt. So that's how what you do exactly as God has said there for each person that commits a sin. Okay? Imagine all the slaughter of animals. Okay? And the priest had to do the same thing for himself first before he could do it for the people. You understand? So, let's go to 
another type of sin. So this is a person, a soul, that sins in ignorance. Now let's go to verse 13. And if the whole congregation of Israel sin through ignorance, so this is not one person doing something wrong, as in like, um, for an example, a, you go to a church, you're a Christian, and you go to a church, and they teach you a false doctrine. And you believe that false doctrine. And you follow that false doctrine. But it's a false doctrine. <laughs> and false doctrine is sin, because it's the spirit of error. And you, yourself, you know, you follow that false doctrine. Okay, that's the first part. This second part is you've got a group of people, and the pastor teaches false doctrine, and all the people in the church follow that false doctrine in ignorance now. Now, an example of that would be this nonsense that they teach, a sinner's prayer. <laughs> you have to say a sinner's prayer to believe, <laughs> you know, to be a part of the kingdom of heaven you've got to say these words. And if you say these words, then voila, you're now a believer. That's not true. It's not in the Bible. It's a made-up man, and tradition of man, and of course, it's a sin. Because just because you say some words doesn't mean that you're a believer. All right? So that's what we're looking at now. So in Israel's case, let's just say that, you know, the the king, um, for an example here, that the person in charge set up an idol, you know, and all the people, and the people didn't know that they shouldn't worship an idol, okay? It's an ignorance now. Remember, this is an ignorance. They didn't know that they shouldn't do this. And then all the people worshiped that idol, okay? So that's it. Okay, so let's go. 13. And if the whole congregation of Israel sin through ignorance and the thing be hid from the eyes of the assembly, okay, so through ignorance, they don't know what they're doing is wrong, okay, and they have done somewhat against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which should not be done and are guilty, okay, so they're doing this, they're guilty of it, all right? You understand? It's being done. 14, when the sin which they have sinned against is known. Okay, so, so they didn't know it first, and now something came along, someone came along, a prophet of God in Israel's case, a prophet of God came along and said, what are you doing worshiping the idol? God's commandment says, thou shalt have no idols. You see what I mean? So now they know. Okay. And it is known that the congregation shall offer a young bullock for the sin. So as a group. I want us to go to hold your place in Leviticus because you've got to understand that this can be done through Christianity. And Jesus talked about that in, in Revelation. He sure did. If you don't know, Jesus talked to us through Revelation. And what the churches were doing at that time, that was wrong. 
okay, and he was trying to correct them. All right? So, <clears throat> so what is this, uh, the Church of Pergamos? All right, this is the Church of Pergamos. This is a, a church, a group of believers. Okay, so Revelation chapter 2, what does verse 14 say? And this is Jesus letting the church of Pergamos know what they're guilty of. Okay? So it's the exact same thing. But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. So has thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Now, for Christians, Jesus is going to tell us, he's going to tell us how we fix things. We can be doing things wrong. We can have false doctrine. There's nothing wrong with that, meaning that it doesn't make you not a Christian just because you have false doctrine. There's all Christians I know <laughs> have had false doctrine or have false doctrine at some point or still do have false doctrine. All churches, all congregations, all pastors, every single one of them have had false doctrine, okay? Including me. We've all been deceived at one point or another, okay? And so does it, like, throw you out of the kingdom of heaven just because you got a false doctrine? Well, let's see. These are Jesus' words to us. Let's find out what we have to do. Repent. That's what you've got to do. You've got to stop believing the false doctrine. <laughs> That's what repent means. It means to change your mind, to turn away from it to stop teaching it, to stop doing it, okay? Or else I will come unto thee quickly, or else. So there isn't one saved, always saved, by the way. But right now, that's how Christians, if we're doing something wrong as a group, which is what Pergamus was doing, that's all you have to do. <laughs> stop doing it. <laughs> Repent. Stop doing it. You're covered under the blood, man. But you've got to stop doing it. If you continue to do it, then guess what? You've got sin on your soul, no matter what those crazy people tell you in some churches. Okay. So that's all we have to do. Stop doing it. And it's covered under the blood. Now, let's go back to Leviticus for, uh Chapter 4, verse 14, and find out what Israel has to do. When the sin which they have sinned against is known, so they now know that idol worship is wrong, for an example, to Israel, then the congregation shall offer a young bullock for the sin as a group. They'll offer it as a group. Okay. And bring him before the tabernacle of the congregation. And the elders of the congregation shall lay their hands upon the head of the bullock before the Lord. So so the the congregation is led by the elders. So you understand why the elders are putting their hands on this bullock. This is one bullock 
for the whole congregation, you understand. But the elders, which are the ones that teach the people the wrong thing to do, they were the ones that said, make this idol, for an example. Okay? So they're the ones that have to go and, and do this, all right? Because they're responsible for teaching the people, all right? People are just following them, but they still sinned. All right, so the elders lay their hands upon the head of the bullock before the Lord, and the bullock shall be killed before the Lord. And the priest that is anointed shall bring of the bullock's blood to the tabernacle of the congregation. So the priest that's anointed, certain priests now, and this is of Aaron, they have to do this, bring the blood. And the priest shall dip his finger in some of the blood and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord, even before the veil. So again, they've got to do the sprinkling of the blood. They've got to do all this stuff. And he shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar, which is before the Lord, that is in the tabernacle of the congregation, and pour out all the blood at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. So it's the same process. This is a sin in ignorance. The first one was one person sitting in ignorance, and this is a whole congregation, but they still have to do the same stuff. Okay, It's a ritual. All this stuff has to be done the way God said to do it to get rid of this sin. All right? And, and he shall take all his fat from him and burn it upon the altar. Verse 19. And he shall do with the bullock as he did with the bullock for a sin offering. So shall he do with this. And the priest shall make an atonement for them and it shall be forgiven them. You get it? Okay? And to do all this, Israel, and it'll be forgiven. If you do it this way, exactly this, you go this way, certain person does it, this, that, blood, this taken out, that taken out. Everything has to be done the exact same way, in the way that it was told to them by God, and sprinkling the blood and all that stuff. And if you do all that stuff right, then, guess what? The sin is forgiven. God will forgive it. Okay. We don't have that. All we got to do, we saw it back there. In Pergamos, they were doing things wrong as a congregation. And Jesus said, all you have to do is stop doing it. <laughs> okay? Repent. It doesn't mean to say you're sorry, by the way. It means repent to think differently, to turn from what you're doing, to stop doing it. And you covered under the blood. Okay. Amazingly different, isn't it? 21. And he shall carry forth the bullock without the camp and burn him as he burned the first bullock. It is a sin offering for the congregation. So this is for the congregation. All right? So that's the second type of sin. This is an ignorance. Okay, you understand. Now, this is a third type. When a ruler has sinned, Okay, and so this is one person, the one that's in charge of the people. All right? And done somewhat through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord his God concerning things which should not be done and is guilty. So you understand he has done something in ignorance, the king or ruler, the person in charge. All right? It's talking about one person, the person in charge. If if it's done through ignorance again, 
you've got to understand this is the sin of ignorance. They didn't know that they shouldn't be doing this. They did it, so they're guilty. They have sin on their soul. All right? That's the point. So none of this, God reads our heart. If we don't think what we're doing is wrong, then we're all set and it's not sin. That's a lie and it's not true. Sin is sin to God. doesn't matter what you think in your heart, okay? As far as it not being a sin, <laughs> okay? They twist the Bible. All right, so this is one person, a ruler. 23, or if a sin wherein he has sinned come to his knowledge, okay, so he was sinning, he did something wrong as a ruler now, but God showed him the right way. Israel, it was usually through a prophet, told the priest, listen, this is, you're doing this, you shouldn't be doing this, okay? So now he knows he shouldn't be doing this. He shall bring his offering, a kid of the goats, a male without blemish. So the, um, so the king brings a goat, okay? The other ones, there's different things that they brought, but, but the king will bring a goat, okay? So, so see, it, it, it all depends on what God says you have to do exactly and bring the animal that God told you to bring exactly like God brought. So it says a male, so it can't bring a female, without blemish. So it can't have a big, they have to inspect the animal and it has to be without blemish. It has to be a perfect animal. So you see, they have to go through this thing of checking the animal out, making sure everything's all perfect and there's nothing wrong with the animal, the animal's perfect, before it can be sacrificed for the sin. You understand? And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the goat and kill it in the place where they kill the burnt offering before the Lord. It is a sin offering. So the king must do this. He can't have someone do it for him. The king must do it himself. So you see there's all these rules and all these rituals and all this stuff. And if it's not done exactly the way God says, then, then guess what? Sin's not forgiven. And the priest shall take the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it upon the horns of the altar of the burnt offering and shall pour out his blood at the bottom of the altar of burnt offering. And he shall burn all his fat upon the altar at the fat of the sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall make an atonement for him as concerning his sin and it shall be forgiven him. So guess what? If he does everything right, the king's sin will be forgiven. 17, here's another type of sin. And if anyone of the, of the common people sin through ignorance, <clears throat> and so that's the common people, okay, so that's anyone, and sin through ignorance while he doeth somewhat against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done and be guilty. So this is a common person. This is a person who has no access to the laws or anything like the priest does, the king does, the elders do. They're just a regular old person out there, a farmer in the field. Okay? If they sin in ignorance, they're guilty. Okay? Or if he sin which he has sinned, come to his knowledge 
Then he shall bring his offering, a kid of the goat, a female without blemish for a sin offering, which he has sinned. So if it's a common person, it's a female. If it's a king, it's a male. Interesting, isn't it? And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the sin offering and slay the sin offering in the place of the burnt offering. And the priest shall take of the blood thereof with his finger and put it upon the horns of the altar of burnt offering and shall pour out all the blood thereof at the bottom of the altar. And he shall take away all the fat thereof as the fat is taken away from off the sacrifice of peace offering and the priest shall burn it upon the altar for a sweet savor unto the Lord. So, it's the same stuff as the others had to do. There's nothing different. It's, it's not different for how you do it, exactly the same way, cutting the same way, doing the same thing. The animal changes. The way it's done as far as who does it changes, but the rest of it is all the same. Sweet savor for the Lord, and the priest shall make an atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. And if he bring a lamb for sin offering, he shall bring it a female without blemish. So see, the common person can bring a female goat, or he can bring a lamb. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the sin offering and slay it for sin offering in the place where they kill the burnt offering. And the priest shall take the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it upon the horns of the altar of burnt offering and shall pour out all the blood thereof at the bottom of the altar. See, it's all the same as this is the sin of ignorance. And he shall take away all the fat thereof as the fat of the lamb is taken away from the sacrifice of the peace offering. And the priest shall burn them upon the altar according to the offerings made by fire unto the Lord. And the priest shall make an atonement for his sin that he hath committed, and it shall be forgiven him. So you see, that's how Israel got forgiven for their sins. They had a ritual to go through. They had to kill certain animals, do certain things. As I was ending the study, I had the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. Um, because the last part there in Leviticus chapter 4, the first part says, if a soul sin of the children of Israel, then in ignorance, and then it goes on and tells you what you have to do. And then I told you that it was talking about a person. And then the second part was talking about the priest. If he sinned, you see, it's talking about the children of Israel, that they had to do such and such and do all that. Then we get to the end of chapter 4, and I was, as I was reading it, I, I was hearing from the Holy Spirit that there was something there, but I was allowed to continue until I had finished. And now I have to bring this to your attention so you understand. Again, this is the Holy Spirit's. The Holy Spirit talks to you and talks through you. Okay? And so it says here in the last part of 27, 
427. And if any one of the common people sin through ignorance. Okay, there's a problem with that. All right? Because the common people, as I was, as I was saying this, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. But, at, you know, the common people are included in the children of Israel. All right? So it didn't make no sense in my mind. And so after I was done, I went back to the Hebrew again. <laughs> and, and it's right there in the Hebrew. Okay, so the first part is talking about the children of Israel. All right? This second part is not talking about Israel at all. The actual words is the not common people <laughs> in the Hebrew. What it actually says in the Hebrew is people of the earth, meaning Gentiles. Okay, so Gentiles are being addressed here, which I thought is amazing. So now you understand. So the first part was for Israel. And the second part is for Gentiles, people of the earth, okay, who don't have access to the law. But obviously, at some point, if a person that was not of Israel, person of the earth, came into contact with Israel and found out what the law was, thou shalt have no idols, for an example, and of course, a lot of people back in those days, you know, uh, worshipped idols, that the person of the world, the Gentile, would be told, if they listened, to um, Israel, would be told, listen, the law of God says not to worship idols. Okay? And so if they believe and want to follow the God of Israel then that's what this is addressing, okay? So now it's all cleared up. Now we're going to understand what is being talked about and who is being talked about. So these laws are directed at the Gentiles also. We don't have to do that as believers. Jesus was the Lamb of God once and for all time. So... They had to go through a ritual to get forgiven of their sin. We as believers, all we have to do is turn from the sin. Stop doing the sin. Okay? Stop doing the sin. <laughs> and it will be forgiven. It's gone. God doesn't think about it no more. All right? And that completes chapter 4. Next time we'll get into chapter 5. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.